Hey, 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 everybody. I almost got caught cheating. Yeah, I mean, I was at a woman's house. I was at a married woman's house alone with her and her husband could have come home in any minute. She was going to give me a ride to my car down the street, but the garage door jammed. How about that? I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I'm Billy Yancey. Welcome back to my podcast. Please hit the subscribe button on your way out or while you're here so we can keep in touch. I am very fortunate to be alive. Let me just say that God spared my life. I'm going to share with you the space I was in, why I was there, why I think I was there, why why I would do something like that, the pain that came along with it, and uh, some context on why and how to get out of it. You know, how did I get there? How did I get to this married woman's house? We uh, were in a relationship. She invited me over. She was going to be alone all day. Obviously, I wasn't working at the time. This was before my marriages. Yeah, I went over, parked my car a few blocks away from hers, walked somehow through her backyard and in the back door and hung out for a while. She was going to give me a ride back to my car. So we go out into the garage, get in the car. She hits the garage door button and uh, the garage door wouldn't go up. Hit the button again, wouldn't go up. Hit it again, and it went up like six inches. And I started freaking out because she started freaking out because her husband was going to be there soon. What am I doing in the house? It's just crazy, crazy. So I ended up having to go back the way I came in. <clears throat> so I couldn't, I couldn't go out the front door. So go back out the back door, through the backyard, hop the fence, run in my car. So how did I get there? So, you know, one of the reasons I think that I got there, and I'm not blaming my father, okay, but I'm a firm believer in we do what we see, not what is said. When I was a little boy, I was about, I think, wasn't a little boy, but I was think I was about 13, 14 years old. I got up in the middle of the night and I had to go to the bathroom, and the bathroom was on the way to the kitchen, and I heard my dad in the kitchen talking. It's pitch black. So I walk into the kitchen. He kind of gets startled, hangs up the phone, and I said, who are you talking to? 
He says, no one. Go to bed. So went to the bathroom, went to bed, and, you know, that I can that's something I can never get out of my mind. And my dad was unfaithful to my mom, so I think that had something to do with how I ended up in fidelity. How, how, how's that happen? You know, that's that's part of it. That's just a part of it. You know, growing up also, I had a good friend of mine who told me, actually told me, and this is before I, my journey started with, you know, with the Lord. He told me, he said, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. You're supposed to have all these women. It's in the Bible. I didn't know any better. So, and I wanted to have a lot of women, you know, listen. Anytime you want something, all it takes is for one person to tell you that you're right, right? And you can go through person after person after person after person after person telling you no, 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 no. If you're looking for a yes and you finally get that yes, you're sold. So that's where I was. Additionally, I had clients and friends of mine who were cheating on their girlfriends, cheating on their wives. So the people that I was surrounded by you know, they were they had bad habits as well. So I thought, you know, part of me knew I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. My second marriage, you know, there was some overlap from her husband to enter our relationship. So that 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 relationship never stood a chance of, of surviving. Right? No way. There was overlap, disloyalty, infidelity, all of it all wrapped up into one. Things were just crazy in my life. I remember my ex's husband coming into my business one day. He walked in, stood in, right in front of me behind the counter and says, Are you screwing my wife? And I jumped up. I got angry. And I chased him out of the gym. I was in the wrong. I was in the wrong. I tried to flip it on him. I was in the wrong. Another time, the same person, he shows up at at our house. I went home to walk the dogs, and he shows up in his pickup truck. And he's got nothing but bad things to say to me. Bad person I was, I am, expletive this, expletive that. I challenged him to get out of the truck, you know. I was in a bad, bad, bad space. And it was tough. And I was, you know, thinking back, no wonder life was so hard. I was making it really, really hard for myself with the poor decisions and the mistakes that I was making, the relationships that I had. Just poor decisions. Poor, poor decisions. Our scripture for the day comes from the book of Proverbs. But a man who commits adultery has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. And let me tell you something. (laughs) Truer words have never been spoken. I destroyed myself. Physically, I was a wreck. Emotionally, I was a wreck. Spiritually, I was lost. And I was being punished for, for my sins. I was committing adultery. I was destroying myself. I was self-destructing, right? I was even going to church. I was, (laughs) I say it, 
flippantly. I was attending church and I was had some responsibility. I'm not gonna say I was a leader, but I was I had some responsibility at the church. And my ha- behaviors were just unconscionable. Just awful. But this didn't stop me. I just I I, I kept I kept going. I was in an abyss. I was in a black hole. I kept going. It's, you know, part of it was I was so upset, angry at myself. I was in a lot of pain. I wasn't really happy with myself. And I tried to fill the void, the hole, with sex, with different partners. And here's the thing. No matter how many partners I had, no matter how much sex I had, it never went away. The only person that can fill that void like that is God. And that's what I was missing. God was there. I wasn't. I wasn't present. I continued to disrespect myself. I didn't have respect for myself. Others said it was okay. So... I felt I was justified, right? And the other thing is, one of my best friends back then said, listen, you want to date a married woman. Married women don't want to lose their nest egg. So you don't have to worry about them coming after you. You can cheat all you want to, have all the sex you want to, have fun, and not have to worry about the responsibilities of the relationship. And they don't want to lose their nest egg. They don't want to lose their house, their car, their this, their that. I saw it as, as, as I had the best of both worlds. Not at all. That's an empty life. Empty life. There's a guy named a- a- Adriel. I think it's Adriel Cruz is a song. He says, I was a bad kid with a great God. And that's exactly who I was, what I was, what I had become. I was a bad, bad kid. With a great, great God. And it's just, it's sad. And here's the thing. It just got worse. It just got worse. I kept doing it for years. Cheating on my partners. Cheating on my wife. I was just digging a hole and getting deeper and deeper. And when I say it got worse, it was just some one Saturday. I was at my business with a lady who was not my wife and uh, my wife pulls up the doors are locked all the lights are out inside and uh, she came up to the door she's banging on the door I don't answer it she was there for a few minutes my son was in the car yeah it was bad so she eventually she eventually left and I you know course I hurried up and got me us out of here and I caught up to my wife and my son at a in a parking lot of the grocery store that we went into 
Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app. And, you know, of course, I tried to play it off like I didn't hear her. I said I was in the shower. I was lying. I was in a dark space, just surrounded with darkness. I was lying, lying to my wife. You know, I was just in a lot of pain and a lot of darkness. And here's the thing. When you're in darkness, it's been my experience, you don't know you're in darkness. You don't know. You keep doing devious things, hiding my phone. If I have my phone, then I'm facing my phone down when my wife was around, when my girlfriend was around, because I'm up to no good. When you lie, it never stops. It just compounds. It's like compounding interest. And I find myself trying to keep up with lies and then lie on top of lies. And it was a mess. It was a mess. And I thought of this. You know, when we are in a bad space and we have friends and cohorts who are in bad spaces and they have demons... You know, we're collecting and rubbing elbows on their demons, too. So it's like we're in a gang fight. It never goes away. And that's the space I was in. It was awful. Absolutely awful. I will never, ever go back to that. The truth is undefeated. The light is the way. You know, as I reflect, I think about where I am now. And how I'm just, I'm spiritually grounded. I'm a totally different person. Man, I would not, I would never think about doing any of those things. It's hard for me to believe that I did all of those things. It's hard for me to comprehend that, (laughs) that I actually did all those things. And let me tell you, God will let you know. I thought I was just stressed from, from work and stress from, from life, you know, from going through a diver, dor, divorce. I, I, <laughs> that's what I thought. I mean, God was, let me tell you something, something that, that I went through physically is called juvenile xanogranuloma. It is primarily a self-limited dermatologic disorder that is associated rarely with systematic manifestations of infants and small children. So what does that all mean? I broke out on my face, my chest, my shoulders, my arms, my stomach, my back in these nodules. They were hard. They looked like giant pimples. They were just hard. And that's what it is. I went to 
I went to two dermatologists. The first dermatologist I went to, we go in, she looks at it, and she says, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anything like this before. So I'm worried. I'm, I mean, I'm really, really scared. So she leaves. Her partner comes in, says the same thing. Another partner comes in, says the same thing. So I'm, I'm what am I, like, just in this Petri dish? What the heck is going on here? They couldn't figure out what it was. So I go to another doctor. He says the same thing. Same thing happens. Finally, I go out to this another doctor out in Newport News, which is like 35, 40 minutes away from me, Virginia Beach. And she can't figure it out either. So I even went to my PCP. I was so scared. She cut one of the nodules off with a scalpel and sent it out for a biopsy. I broke down in tears when she walked out. Thankfully, it came back benign. We did this research, looked online, and yeah, it's, <laughs> I got this freaking, I broke out in all these nodules. It's something that kids get. It's something that kids get. God was talking to me. I didn't know it. I wasn't aware of it. But God was talking to me. I'm going to share this with you. How many of you, hopefully, are, are familiar with the book of uh, 2 Samuel, where the Lord sent Nathan to David and gave him a message. He told him a, told him a story, right, about there's a rich man, there's a poor man. The poor man had one sheep. Rich man had several sheep. In comes in town. There's a man. There's a traveler, and the uh, he needs to eat. So rich man, instead of slaughtering one of his sheep, he takes the poor man's sheep. Now, mind you, the poor man's sheep is like family. They raised the sheep. They ate with the sheep. They slept with the sheep. It was like. One of the kids, the rich man takes a man, a, mem- a fam- family member, slaughters it and feeds it to this traveler. So David, what does David do? David gets hot. And he's like, look, <laughs> he should be punished. He should be slaughtered. He should be murdered for taking that that one man's sheep. And Nathan says, you're that man. You did the exact same thing. God punished him. Yeah, he says, along the lines of, out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. That's what God told David. God brought calamity on me. Yeah. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to to one who is close to you. And he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did in secret. You did it in secret. But I will do this thing in broad daylight before all of Israel. God get God did this to me in broad daylight. Broad daylight for the world to see. I was rock bottom. I was tending to everybody else's sheep except my own. Like the rich man in the parable. I was hoarding several sheep. Women committed to none. 
I was not even committed to myself. I was all over the place. Lowest of the low. I mean, I could not. I was homeless at the time. My buddy David allowed me to sleep. He and Katie allowed me to sleep in in their garage. My son was right next to me because I had cut, you know, had him on the weekends. I had hit rock bottom. I was homeless for a while. One of my members allowed me to rent a room from him because I didn't have a home. I was homeless. Cheating is not the way. I don't care what he looks like or what she looks like, how much money they have, what they promise you. Cheating is not the way. It is not the way. I lived it. God saw what I did in secret. I was never alone. And God did in broad daylight to me what he did to David. David suffered. I suffered. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your loved ones. Most importantly, stay true to God, the Almighty. There's nothing, nothing is ever secret. Nothing. It is so important to understand that. Because it's wrong. We're supposed to spread love, not hate, deceit, dishonesty. That's not it. Be faithful to yourself. Be faithful to your loved ones. Be faithful, most importantly, to God the Almighty. Thank you for joining me today. Please hit the subscribe button on your way out. Let's stay in touch. Next time, messengers. God sends messengers. God sent me some messengers along my journey. Thank God for God. God bless. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.